Legends of the Verse. Today is December 29th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First, he'll project manage his way into your heart. It's Seagard Olfsen. Hello, Seagard. Good morning, and we're good evening, actually, and we're behind good schedule. Evening. Yes, oh, very no, behind so. schedule. <laughs> and of course, what podcast would be complete um, without the sometimes silent but always deadly checkoff? Hello, everybody, and I'm extremely upset as I'm about to crack this containing rack. Rock, the sign comes up. Your position in queue is sixty-six. Oh. oh man! I don't know what, what that means even. That's it's a server desync essentially. Uh, you hopefully <laughs> should be back in action shortly. Okay, but that rock may not be uh, <laughs> in one piece anymore. Just FYI. Mm. Um. <clears throat> so we're we're at the end of the year, and as is customary, content is at a minimal um, amount. So. We'll do our best to keep everyone engaged and interested, um, but we make no promises. <laughs> yeah. Um, Plenty of nine-tail content. <laughs> exactly. That's. I feel like that's the events are going to be most of our talking points. Um, so last week, there was no Inside Star Citizen or Star Citizen Live um, because they are on break. I don't anticipate we'll see either of those until the second or third week of January. So, boohoo! But we will we will go on. Um, I don't feel <laughs> so. I don't feel bad. I didn't watch it. Yeah, there you go. You have nothing that you to, to miss. Um, check off. Now, since we last recorded, uh, three sixteen has gone live. Um, uh, granted, a dramatically pared down version of 316. Um, and with it, I think the most exciting thing f- for us to talk about, and probably what we've done in the past week in the verse, is Jump Town 2.0 and Ninetales Lockdown. Um, so we could talk about each of those. But um, for starters, anything else, Seaguard, you've been up to this week in the verse? Uh, you know, I've been a little bit off after coming back um, from my dad's, uh, you know, stroke, uh, coming back down into the house. So I've been a little tired and stuff. Um, but I've generally been enjoying the playing I've been doing. Um, I haven't done really. I, I haven't done anything other really exciting other than I've been flying the raft a little bit just for the the uh the look of the ship and the kind of just i i really enjoyed the last couple days of just flying the raft around and landing up near um cleo and in the bad weather and seeing the scenes again um you know the scenic views um it's Mm kind of picked up my spirits a little bit even though it's usually grim and cloudy and gray up there um it just I forgot how pretty the game can be. Sometimes you forget that when you're dog fighting or you're you just you know leaving a stocking st- you know a docking station or trying to get with a group of people. Um, mm. Right, there's some satisfaction just in setting down someplace you've never been before. So, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know if I missed that question completely, but no, that was it. It's kind of what I felt like at the moment. So. So aside from the dynamic events checkoff, anything else going on with you in the verse? 
<laughs> no, same here. I forgot. I was. I finally made it back to to Grimax, uh, because of the events, I guess, and and I really forgot how authentic Grimax is. It's 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 such a cool place, you know. Uh, yeah. Just uh, you know something about it is just uh, to me. It's like probably one of the most authentic places in this game. It's just kind of was walking around, you know, looking at the at a, you know the, the the little elevator where you drop off the uh, injured bodies with the blood on the wall and uh, you know, <laughs> cool 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 stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall. You know, another thing I kind of, you know, was thinking about this, uh, I'm noticing a lot of players, you know how we typically everybody comes onto Discord first and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you start playing. Now I'm just starting to notice it's it's a little bit different, right? Everyone is um, sort of preparing for the night, you know, and I'm kind of doing the same thing. You know, you're trying to kind of stop and then organize yourself. All right, so where are my ships? Where's my stuff? Like, where? Wh- wh- if I'm gonna be doing FPS, like, where, where, where are my weapons? Where's the ammo? Do I need ammo? If I'm doing mining, you know, uh, do I have the right gear? Do I have the right components? Where is my ship or hull? Yeah, so I, it, it it almost takes at least like good thirty minutes just to prepare yourself before you start your evening. Otherwise, it's not gonna be enjoyable. Just the way. The, the game loops are right now, you know, you, you, you can't just jump in and go for it, you know? Yeah. Because the, the other day, Nine Tails, I, I was totally stripped. Uh, you know, I had completely wrong weapons on my buck, and uh, I, I was really hurting, and, and, and it was too late because I would have to go back to uh, to Everest, right, to Hurston, to, to get my mm-hmm. equipment on, but it was too late because the, the mission was on. And that's it. So it's poor planning on my part. Yeah. I I hear you. It definitely takes a lot longer just to even, like, decide what you're going to do. I almost feel like that could end up being, at least in the short term, a barrier for people. If, like, they don't have a lot of play time, I could see myself personally being like, ugh. I don't know what I'm going to do tonight, so I'm not going to go on. <laughs> how, so, so explain to me, how does a new player right now, like I'm just thinking back when I started, like if I were to start playing Star Citizen right now, I would be completely, totally lost, completely lost. Mm. Like I don't even know how they do it. I mean, I, I'm guessing it takes time and practice and, you know, experienced players to help yeah the, the the only plus is the game is not crashing as much so at least whoever new new players coming in at least they can do you know the discovery on their own you know they just yeah. keep on poking and playing and flying and yeah that, that's that's the big plus yeah that, you know that I mean, is one of the reasons i you know both i and we stood up the parlay house right i mean how does a new sailor learn to sail? He goes down to the port, finds sailors, and learns from the sailors. He's got to find a crew or a captain who will train him. So um, that was kind of the idea of the parley house. He'd just come in, you know, oh, join shoot. up with some people and learn. I'm sorry. 
I'm I'm the leader. I got to have to launch everybody. I'm, I apologize. I'm sitting. Here. I have like 20 people waiting for me to launch them into the server. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Checo. Yeah. You might want to pass that leadership on to someone else while you're recording a podcast. I know. <laughs> um, my past week has been. I, I want to uh, talk about the dynamic events separate. I did a little bit of um, cargo hauling. Um, I've also almost completely recovered from COVID, thankfully. So I feel like a human being again and can't wait to go see Spider-Man finally. Um, <laughs> I'll probably go tomorrow because I've been dying. Um, but that's pretty much it besides, you know, if it's if it's not doing a dynamic event, then it's very likely watching something on TV because I've been off for the past I, i'm off till the fourth right. so oh, that's cool um, can i give you a real quick recap spider-man uh if you give me a recap uh, i'm gonna go find where you live and i know your name so. <laughs> and i find people for a living <laughs> so it won't be hard yeah, that's right we're already connected on linkedin <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. true <laughs> Um, so, uh, as I mentioned with 316, you know, really the only major thing besides a lame ship is, um, is, uh, really the dynamic events. Mm -hmm. Uh, so far, what do you guys think of Jumptown 2.0? Um, Seaguard, have you had much so, involvement? I know you did a little bit, but. A, a little bit. And I, you know, I, you know, kind of. Yes, I think it's great. I mean, there's been a lot of funny things going on. Um, some of it I've just been listening, but um, I definitely like the jump down. I mean, it, it's definitely fun, and it'll be even more fun if they get, you know, a, you know, two hundred people on a server, right? I mean, it'll just be out of control. Uh, uh, but yeah, I thought it was very, I thought it was very entertaining. I ended up doing some flying over and you know stuff like that. Um, more like air support. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing major for me. I didn't play. Uh, well, that was just jump down. We were talking about. So, uh, mm -hmm. like, like all big events, though, there is, um, there is some form up time that you kind of lose. I, it's kind of leads to the question of the day, you know, for this week. But uh, you know, it's always um, we play with a lot of people. Typically, you know, fourteen or fifteen people at a time. But to get us all in one place in the in the Stanton system and coordinated and loaded onto ships and ready to go, it takes forever. I mean, it's, yeah. And they've given us good tools for this. I mean, it's uh, yeah, but I mean, we, that's uh... one of the challenges of multiplayer play. Single play, you show up, get in your ship, go do your thing. You're done in you know two hours when you're tired. Uh, multiplayer, you might take an hour just to form up. Yeah, but this time around, I have to say, we did a great job that first night. That when first we, night, you guys were awesome. Oh, yeah, we were just got it, and it was really down and, to the side. And people snapped into, like, roles and, like, just yeah. doing things immediately. Yeah. yeah. It was impressive. You could tell that we'd worked together quite a bit on things in the past, just based on the just quick. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was got so, in a position. I was yeah. so good in the airlock. 
What a coordination. <laughs> doors open, doors closed. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, I kept yelling at Chekhov because I was in I was for the most part, most of the night, we, we had a pretty highly coordinated effort in the sense that um, we had someone pulling drugs from the machine. And then we had someone tractor beaming said drugs from the room that the machine is in to the hallway. And I was doing door control where I would move um drugs from the hallway into the airlock and then once the airlock was full i would hold open the airlock and we had people outside who were moving drugs from the airlock into ships um all with tractor beams Chekhov kept occasionally more than i would have liked but less than i i didn't end up shooting him although i threatened to <laughs> i um, thought you were gonna I, I, I thought I was going to. Check off if you touch that door one more time. <laughs> I did threaten him with a shotgun in his face. But I yes. Um, but yeah, he kept accidentally turning on the airlock when I was trying. And I kept thinking I was doing something wrong. But no, it was Chekhov. <laughs> right. But he learned the ways. <laughs> I'm yeah. confident we'll be a okay come next, next. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the tomorrow. problem because the following day we had another group that had it locked up airtight. We could not. We couldn't even touch it. We could not even come close. They what, had. Oh, I wasn't part of that group, was I? No, no, no. They, that was on they, Sunday? They were not cooperative. They kept everybody out, yeah. And uh, we've tried on, you know, ground. We tried air. They were just taking us out. Uh, but they were really good. I mean, they had air support. They had good ground support. So, yeah, it was tough. I, I mean, was they, watching. Oh, go ahead. No, no, they really played the jump down uh, mission the way it was supposed to be. You know, no, no cooperation. You know, uh, gonna grab it all and keep everybody away. Uh, I was watching Citizen Kate, and they had it on lockdown for the full six hours. Wow. Um, with only a couple minor setbacks, but they didn't. They never lost control of it, and they they had people did a bomb run. Um, they kept blowing up the bombs, so they were super trained. Yeah, no, we um, finally took them out. I mean, we we just uh, kamikaze a couple of planes, <laughs> ships in, and then yeah, finally we took them out. Um, now, third day, the third day, you guys infiltrated. Yes, that was classic. Once you run through that, because that was that was fun to listen to. I'll be honest, to some degree, um, I forgot because I had a lot to drink that night. <laughs> but so I do I, remember I do remember some of it. You guys basically had joined their comms. Yeah. And were inside well, we were in the their comms because they weren't talking to us. Oh, I thought you were listening to them. But you were inside the facility, you and Nick. Yeah, we were playing nice. 
Yes. And, uh... and then at one point, they started shooting at someone, and I tried to seize that as an opportunity to murder one of them and then pretend like I didn't mean to. But they gave me a crime stat. Uh, it was fun to listen to. I was I stuck. Was... I couldn't get in. I, I was in, but we kept. Tr- we took off. We crashed. We took off. We were hanging around in the Pisces in the back of the C2 that Nubkins had brought in. And for some reason, it detonated, killing the whole ship. We don't know if it was someone shot us. We don't know what caused it. No, there's a bug that does that sometimes. And then we were, then the third time, something else happened. And I finally just said, I'm done. All right, I couldn't get into the, I couldn't get in. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, couldn't, yeah, get, I, I mean, couldn't get the location to even help. I mean, it was like, ugh. Then there was another time, the other night, the last night that I was able to do it. Well, the last night they had it. Um, they uh, There was a group that was controlling it, and they were essentially policing it. But they were open at allowing people to land. But they, they had rules. They were like, listen, you... They, they were RPing as like real you know, police, military types. And the rule was you couldn't get out of your ship, but they'll load up your ship for you. So they would Mm -hmm. load up your ship and then they'd let you fly away. So I was doing that in hopes that I could get some intel until we could eventually control, you know, make an attack. Right. But um, I think we 30K before that would have, could happen. Gotcha. Yeah. So a lot of different play styles, though. It, it's been fun. Um, I also, I also, sorry, I had a coughing fit for a second there. Like I said, recovered, but still getting out some of the evil. Um, I, uh, I've also been enjoying Nine Tails Lockdown. I didn't get to play that when it was live the last time, so I'm glad they brought oh, okay. it back. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. I still, I think Jump Town is more fun, but yeah. they're both really fun, and I have to say, very profitable. Yep. Um, so it, it's a fun way to sort of like try and make money in the game. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. Uh, I'm. You know, I like the events and everything, but I definitely. Um. Yeah, I didn't do any mining recently. I haven't done any of that. I, I'm disappointed. I need to try it. Um, it's like I've almost forgotten the skills. I've also haven't done much of asteroid mining. Um, or uh, I think the last thing I did really was caves with Nick, and that led to a search and rescue, mm-hmm. you know, package delivery. Yeah, Nick Nick got killed, so I got picked up by Snorkel, and then uh, we went and did a package run. You, know, you have to pick up three packages, and there's a firefight going on, and all that junk, and uh, you got to take out some guys. And that was fun. That was that was a good time. Um, I thought that was a, a good way to spend a couple of hours, you know, doing something and making a little bit of money. It was fun and reasonably profitable. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different things to do. It's just, it's sort of like I find myself not being too. Like, maybe it's, I don't know what it is. I'm weird about doing some of the existing missions. Mm-hmm. Like, doing bounty missions, for some reason, I just dread the idea. 
I get bored with it. I do. Yeah, I just don't find them as interesting. I'd almost it's sad because I'd almost rather like Cargo Hall, which isn't more interesting. Right. Per se. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, to me, Doom Bound is just like honing in your skills, you know, just practice stuff. Yeah, I think part of it is I'm just not good at combat, you know, even doing, um, at least, especially not um, air combat or, you know, ship-based combat. Um, Even with... Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say with Ninetales Lockdown last night... um, I was not making much money because I kept dying because weird things were happening to me. Like someone killed me. I don't know how he did it. I didn't see him. I think he was, it was at a weird point where um, I think he pulled, he was getting ready to pull in behind the NPC as I was turning behind the NPC, but I was in front of him mm. and he killed me and then called me a derogative name in chat. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe because I gave him a crime stat, but he killed me. I mean, yeah, he didn't say sorry. He but... said, oh, this bleeping dummy. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, we'll see who the dummy is. Um, and then, uh, another person killed me when I told him I would, I had turned red. Um, and I said, and I was running away from him. He said, why are you running? And I said, I'm not a pirate. I don't know why I'm red, but I don't have a criminal, um, crime stat. Uh, yeah. Crime stat. Thank you. I was going to, I'm like criminal stat. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, <clears throat> killed me and I, I gave him a, a crime stat too and he was upset uh, yeah. I was like well sorry yeah. I yeah, told you, know, you I, I think I want to try uh, you know I feel like obviously trade is where I like to be but it's definitely struggling with it unless I want to do some very short routes right now if you can get the, you know a short route and get a C2 full load of anything, you can make some money. Not great, but you can do all right. Uh, but it yeah. gets boring. I wish there was a way to, you know, do routes um, and add risk to the, you know, things so the price would go up. I know that's coming and that's fine. But I think, I think I would like to try the um, two things. One is, you know, to set up in a ship with the right equipment and a couple people and actually try to go a number of days, you know, mining properly and ground vehicles or whatever or in caves, right? Finding a cave, stripping the cave, you know, discovering what's in the cave or going out with rocks and, um, you know, snub ships away from the main ship and and filling up the rocks, bringing them back in and putting them in, in the ship for storage. You can sell them later, but do it for like a week, a couple hours each night. Uh, that would be one. And the other one is I want to do some of the mission giver missions. <clears throat> you know, I think that there's, yeah, I, I think a, I'm intrigued by a little bit of the rogue kind hmm. of play, right? Less mercenary, more the smuggler type thing. Um, 
maybe a little bit of, you know, bounty or killing assassin kind of thing. Um, that would be the other thing I might try on my own. Well, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's what I haven't been doing and I, I kind of feel like I should, but I just haven't, I don't know. It hasn't been my interest. Yeah. 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 yeah those, uh, I mean, the nine, nine tails are fun, but, uh, honestly, there's so much going on that, uh, uh, it's it, it's not really sort of a skill event. It's just kind of you know sp- spray and pray kind of an event. They, they're even more fun probably being in a larger ships with a several turrets. You know, kind of right, right. You know, that makes it better. But uh, tonight I might try and do the resupply portion of the mission. I've done oh, that. Oh, you past. know, funny that you say that. Uh, I'm not even sure that what they right now the the mission it already came out. You need to supply them with the with medical supply. I don't know how that, yeah, that works. That pretty much lasts the whole the whole duration of the mission. Oh, so you have to keep on bringing it to them. Yeah, okay. I think so. What station is it? They have cruel for. It is cruel. Oh, it's the form. same. It's the same one again. Uh, for the for the medical supplies, at least it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that would be the same. Because I just want there I have nineteen down. of them sitting in my ship, the raft. <clears throat> nice. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how much money it would make me. I think you make more sending, bringing them there, but it's you know you, you still encounter pirates and stuff. Yeah. 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 I made it last time. I just basically boosted all the way in in an Aurora CL. That's kind of how I did it, you know, last time. Um, I, tried to, I tried to use the smaller ships last time, you know. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else on the events themselves? Uh, okay. No, I, um, yeah, I, I would definitely give them, uh, you know, a minus, certainly B plus a minus, right? I mean, this is an early portion of the game still. I yeah. like what they're doing. I definitely like what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, you could tell they're testing out elements. <clears throat> and the thing that excites me about it, you know, it's not so much that they're doing it now. But the thing is, what they do now will be of a huge impact going forward because, you know, like Tony Z said, eventually this type of mission will be triggered potential on its own right. based on certain circumstances. And so what's interesting is with every mission you sort of see, or with every dynamic event, mm. you sort of see elements that they're testing out to see if it's fun, if players engage in the things that they um, want them to, um, you know, if there's any other emerging gameplay that comes from it. And what, um, what I think is interesting is that they're creating recipes essentially for the dynamic events of the future. So that even like it, it should be easier for them to create a whole variety and host of these events 
that have a wide array of impacts and behaviors and things that people can do um, to have emergent but mission-driven gameplay. So it's just my 20 No, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, we also saw the conclusion of Luminalia last week, and there's a little bit of controversy. Um, people were a little upset. Uh, you know, there had been a lot of uh, talk about potentially getting a new hover vehicle, and people were thinking that they might actually give it to us for free. Um, mm. They they previewed a handlebar in one of the Luminalia gifts, um, but then ultimately they gave us essentially a wallpaper with uh, the image of the new bike. Um, nice. They haven't put it up for sale yet. It's uh, it's consolidated out lens. It definitely plays on the um, the propulsion that you see with the Nomad. Um, but people were upset. What do you guys think of that? I mean, first of all, were you expecting to get a free no, overbike no. as a present? <laughs> no, I just, I think, you know, it's, I hate that. I, you know, I, I appreciate, and I, and Lord knows I put a lot in this game. Um, I don't expect anything back. I mean, it, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm a grown up. I understand. I spent my money. And if they give me anything, I should be anything other than I paid for. Amazing. <laughs> right? Uh, I, you know, I, I think that's fine. It's a screensaver. Um, just like a skin if I don't have the ship, you know. Okay, great. It's something, right? It's, they can't satisfy everybody. Uh, so I think that people are a little silly about that. And I think it's a relatively, especially given the audience you know, that we see, it's generally not, you know, real young kids. I mean, this is generally adults. Um, I think that, uh, I, I don't think that's the majority of the people. I think that's someone hyping something to make a deal out of it, hoping they can talk CIG and giving something away. Yeah, it's the first time I heard about it altogether. No idea. Um, yeah, it's right up there with the, uh, you know, the pay to play. I hate that. It's like, you know, it's it's if pay to play or pay to win, right? Let us assume there's a competition. I'm not yeah. competing with anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there's no trophy, so just <laughs> I, I don't get it. Uh, it is what it is, you know. I yeah. I didn't find it too. Um, I didn't find it that uh, distressing, but you know that's me. Oop, something just stuck to my phone. Uh, I had you were probably phone. really pissed about it. I just probably nipped that in the bud, didn't I? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't pissed. I was not surprised what whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect us to get a free bike. There's nothing in. Yeah. CIG's past behavior that would suggest yeah. that they'd give away a free hover bike. Yeah. As cool as the idea is, um, oh, oh, I will oh, say. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to ask, 
what would be the rationale behind it? Because 400, something to do with 400 I, that it fell short, that it needed a bike or something. I mean, no, no, I think, I think because they reached a record, you know, a a huge round of funding. Oh, okay. Um, Because am I not, if I'm not mistaken, we hit what, 400 million? Uh, it, well, it's not when you say million. when you say funding meaning per player, uh, subs, yeah, uh, ship sales, okay. yeah, yeah. I think we've hit. Hang on, I'll tell you right now because I feel like a crazy. Yeah, uh, we hit over four hundred million. It's already four hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah, half a so, billion. Yeah, it's very close to half a billion. You know, there's a there's a good chance by the end of the year, you know, it'll be like, well, maybe not another. They they could have raised a lot more money, <laughs> I think, if they released something a little bit more interesting than the uh, yeah. the uh, uh, steel. But you know, it would be interesting to know how much of that came from new player um, uh, entering the game. Did they break Good that question? Uh, I don't know. Um, you could tell that a lot of it is existing players because it always happens during IAE. It's the biggest funding time as well mm-hmm. as um, anytime there's major ship sales, you know, like just multiples at a time, right. like the uh, Invictus launch also is a big fundraiser. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to tips and tricks. Um, new listener blitz. Um, I think he's a new listener at least, or at least new to our discord, I should say, um, said when looting dead bodies, you can drag the undersuit onto your person to move everything over in one go, providing you've got nothing on you. This makes loot looting quicker when hoarding armor. Um, know that. Yeah, so I guess if you drag a body onto your ship, you could just take everything and put it in your ship inventory and drag the whole thing on. Um, Nick said, move the body to a ship with decent storage before looting. (laughs) The gear you came with can be kept this way if you don't intend to simply dump it. And then Canuck said, yep, having a corpse on your ship means you simply can transfer items directly into the vehicle's inventory as well. Um... Seaguard, any tips and tricks people should know? Tips and tricks. Travel lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm finding that uh, that is my best defense. Like, I don't fill up with five magazines of ammo, and I don't fill up with, you know, six oxygen pens and everything else. I am traveling light. And uh, I use as much of the armor as they give you, like they give you a white jumpsuit, um, actually happens to be an RSI one, and a white helmet, get matching armor, save yourself the money. Yeah. Uh, you're Not absolutely much of a right. tip. You're absolutely no, right. Tip. Just, just last night, there was a perfect case in point. I had nothing on, literally nothing. I was naked. I needed something to get on, my, on the ship. So I said, ah, why not? I went, you know, I got the undersuit. I got the, uh, I picked up some armor, picked this up, picked that up, uh, take off. As soon as I'm out, boom, somebody blows me out of the sky. All the armor is gone. 
So I agree with you. Um, I would say also don't forget your, don't forget your if you're going to be doing um, Jump Town, uh, please don't forget your tractor beam if you're going to help move anything. Yeah, it is super critical. You know, um, here's something that some some people might like that do the combat. Um, so I, a couple times I've taken my, uh, you know, sniper rifles, the K&W, Klaus and Warner ones. I've taken off the sights and just used them as a single, use a single power red dot scope. They have excellent knockdown capability. And uh, you can fire them at, you know, normal combat distances. Um uh, that might be a little bit faster to kill than, let's say, uh, using a submachine gun to spray the target. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then you can um, also carry a, a regular scope, uh, sniper scope, for if you want to use it as a sniper rifle. So, yeah, definitely. Awesome. That brings us to everyone's favorite segment. I really like the jingles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's especially nice to have like a nice short one. I like the full length one, but it, it does take up time and, you know, time is precious. Yes, uh, it is. So for our, any new listeners, uh, for science is the segment that we discuss what we've done in the past week in the name of science, whether it's testing out the game, testing out features, functionality, etc. Um we did not get any for science. Well, let me just make sure we didn't get any last minute for science submissions. Nope, we didn't. So uh, we haven't gotten any new for science submissions this past week. Um, Seagard, did you do anything for science? Not really. Uh, you know, not really this time, I have to admit. Just How didn't about, get that much planned. Yeah. No, no problem. Um, you usually have something, so there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> You're not in trouble. Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Um, you're fired from the podcast that you do for free. Um, <laughs> check off. What about you? So the, this is something very minor. It just happened to me today. So I was um, stuck on, on a planet, right? So with no one really near me to help. And I had a bunch of gear on, so... Uh, and I was going to say, oh, well, and about to press a backspace, at which point I would end up back in my, you know, um, home hospital base, gown. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah uh, in a hospital gown. Uh, and then I kind of stopped say, why don't I try something? Let me just log out to menu right there and then. And uh, I did. And it worked. I wake up uh, back in my app with the full gear that I was on. So it kind of said, don't, don't backspace if you're stuck somewhere because you're going to lose everything. Instead, yeah. go out go out to menu, and then you'll wake up with everything that you have. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Um, I do not have anything for science either because um, I've been pretty much just doing the uh, the missions. Uh, you know, the um, dynamic events. So mm -hmm. nothing outside of that. I do know um, 
someone suggested if you want to hold open doors, uh, if there's a corpse nearby, you can use a corpse to do it. Um, mm. So if you're trying to hold the airlock open or doors open, corpses are good for that. Oh, uh, we, we didn't good. make too many in our in the, the games, the versions that I played, so I uh, can't speak much to that. Uh, and that brings us to Seaguard's question for last week. Um, last week, Seaguard had asked what, and this is a pretty lengthy discussion we have here, so this will probably be the most most of the episode <laughs> at this point. Um, he asked, what type of governance style would you like in an organization? Of course, you know, highly pertinent to those of us who are thinking about the next thing. Uh, Snorkel said, uh, matriarchy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's really loving type of um, governance style. Uh, Nick Norell said a council uh, strikeout. Actual said true democracy. Um, Boris Kraken said if we're talking about our new org, then a council or a cooperation or corporation rather. Uh, JD Boone said a meritocracy based on reasonable goals and ability. For example, time um, and uh, to participate, he said. Um, Mavro said direct de- direct democracy. Admiral Cody said autocracy. Trust me, guys, it'll be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Undead Parrot said, on a serious note, I don't think it's a matter of one governance style fits all, and there will be places for different styles for different orgs. But I think one important thing for an org is same as leadership in general. Org isn't for leaders, but leadership is actually a service profession and you're there for the rest of the people. Good leadership isn't about creating my org, but enabling the org to become something that's fun for, for all members. Yes. I I 100% agree with that. that Hence, I'm asking the questions. Not that I'm a good leader, but I'm, I do feel strongly about that. Even when I was doing the logistics, I felt kind of strongly about that. Yeah. Um, MG said, "Nucracy or nocracy? I don't know what that means. Is the only solution since we're in 2951. But for now, I'll go with genocracy. After I said nocracy, a bot gave me a promotion. What a coincidence. <laughs> That's anytime anyone comments, it gives you a promotion. Um Okay, MG. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Uh, Nick said, this is brilliant. In America, we elect politicians based on crowdfunding purchase of political ads. These ads, in turn, convince our low-effort voting mass to push for one group or the other. There is considerable disinformation thrown into the process, with each side claiming the other is misrepresenting issues for its own benefit. The ads purchased are vaguely like a tug-of-war contest for these groups of voters. The net effect is not significantly different from a plutocracy in that money is effectively controlling the votes. Um, and then... How did he leave Aristotle out of that discussion? I don't know. I have no idea. But then someone posted an image from some Steam game. It looked like fancy blondes. Um, J.D. Boone said, A fellowship of friends. And he did a fist bump and a peace or live long and prosper emoji. Um, Jim Ramar said, could not set it better. Org leadership shouldn't be a secret, cool kids club. 
It is people in service of others helping out and having a bit of recent trauma. Please, no one person org skill switch. If you are the face figurehead of an org and no longer feel like running it, look for a volunteer to keep the group going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think any of us feel like we would, would want to dissolve an org, um, you know, if we're going to leave or yeah. step down. Yep. Uh, just so you know. Uh, Zake said, I'm just here to play with friends in spaceships. Any order that comes from the people who wish to take charge and have that responsibility is welcome. Uh, and then Nick responding to Jim, I guess. Unfortunately, it will often come across as a secret club, regardless of whether or not it is. Perception and truth rarely overlap as much as people think. I don't think Jim was commenting on us, Nick, by the way. Hmm. Um, and then Jim said, I think it could be solved with communication. For example, here are the notes from the leadership team meeting. We talked about the next event we're planning and updates of our uh, COC policy to X. Nightshade, Nightshade, Aries Nightshade said, I don't want to raise a stink, but in my experience in video game orgs, the most effective leadership model tends to be benevolent dictatorship. It works great as long as no one's yeah. trying to take things too there seriously. I was just going <laughs> to say that Stalin all the way. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Let's keep <laughs> it simple. <laughs> uh, Nick uh, commented, this was seriously attempted in Reed. In hindsight, it rarely worked as well as we would hope. And confusion seemed to result despite relatively good ideas and intent. Um, and then Jim commented, I probably came towards the end. I never saw it. Uh, and then Nick commented, uh, people tended to disregard making an effort to ask questions. And when events got posted, they were often skimmed over or just ignored. I understand mm-hmm. this was really not that unusual, but HR seemed to underestimate how hard communication could be. Me, I just come up with ideas and remind others that people with Asperger's like myself are rarely the best communicators. Mm. In the interest of accuracy, I have no reason to believe they expected me to be the voice, but I still felt helpless when things would go sideways at times. I guess this is what you get when you promote from within the ranks instead of getting experienced managers. Mm. <laughs> um, so guys, you had to ask the question. Did you ask that question? Yeah. yeah he did. Wow. And I have, I do have to say, there were many a time in our HR chat where I, I feel like I literally had to say, "Hey, what are we gonna tell the org?" Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> like especially when you left Seagard, I was like, "Hey, what are we gonna tell the org?" <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like people would struggle mm-hmm. to figure out what to come up with for days, which would then lead to. You know, people being like, hey, did you hear about this? Oh, my God. And then people will come to me. Hey, Kiki, what's going on with this? Mm. Um, and nobody wants that. You just want it to be pretty clear and open. I don't think I, perhaps in that org, there was maybe too much separate conversation between leadership and org members versus I don't feel like there needs to be that much of a chain of command, in my right. opinion. You know, um, and some people like that more than others. We're not, uh, at least I don't plan on being part of a militaristic org, in which case, you know, I think there's a little bit more free flowing dynamic, especially now while we don't have a lot of the structure in the game to support maybe what we might want. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's evolves. Well, for me, it's, you know, 
you know, 21 years of military. I can do military pretty well. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. And most of it was operations and plans in yeah. tactical units. You're pretty good at that. Uh, but yeah, it, it just takes years to build up to be truly at the level of a military group. Um, it does take years and, and it takes, yeah. you know, long thought out, you know, courses of actions and methodologies and training and, it's just not realistic. And I, I do think yeah. you can get a ship crew of four people to work pretty well together. Yeah. And I think you could get one or two, maybe four or five ships to work pretty well as a group, like form convoys and maneuver together and defend each other and things like that. Oh. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, so I'm, I'm more, Again, I'm more in. I, who was it who said the kind of the, uh, the mutual? I would have called it a um, a federation of players. You know, that's kind of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the one of the things on the docket for us to talk about when we um, and and for those who have been anxiously awaiting this, who are in the new org, but. Um, one of the things that we've been talking, some of some people have been talking about with me, is do we do we create so many divisions within one org, right? Or do we create a few small orgs that specialize hyper in one area, and then partner like it were a conglomerate or a cooperative? Um, you know, like and, and like for instance, most of the types of things that we would be doing in Star Seekers would not involve military action or, you know, combat, I should say, not military action, but combat. So for like official org things, maybe just having the crew on the ship combat trained, if we're using a, a larger expl exploration ship will be enough, um, you know, and, and perhaps reaching out to peer orgs where we might need, you know, defense for a particular operation and paying them for it versus trying to build up a defense air wing of the org. You know, that that's right. something to talk about, yeah. you know, versus, versus the defense of just the one ship. Like if it's a Carrick ha having people trained in, in using the um, guns is, is fine. But like you, you probably want to try and get a regular crew that you, you regularly fly with so that, some of that stuff becomes second nature and you sort of have like your battle stations outlined and everything and protocols around, you know, what happens if we get attacked. Right. Right. Standard operating procedures. Exactly. That's kind of, that's kind of what I want to do. I don't, yeah. you know, I got, I like your Carrick, um, for exploration. Um, or an odyssey. Be, <laughs> or an odyssey. Uh, but I was even thinking about taking a Carrick as part of the, uh, just a sister ship for mining equipment or maybe mm. taking a smaller exploration ship as a, just a, to use it. Right. I've got one, might as yeah. well. But, yeah. Anyway, these are all good, pretty good answers. Yeah. And then um, there's more. <laughs> so then Canuck 2099 said, I can't wait to see how way too geeky manages to wade through this and triage it well enough to use on the podcast. I know he usually reads responses, but this is going to take some editing, methinks. LOL. Uh, didn't edit anything, Canuck. Um, 
considering it's a content drought, this is giving us content. <laughs> um, and then Nick uh, followed up again, based on past experience, open democracy sounds great, right up until you get both votes based off of bad or incomplete information. Then it becomes a matter of interpreting the intentions rather than the literal vote itself. Um, Brillo Cubis says senior council of three voted on by all members. Um, then Canuck 2099 said, I believe that an org needs a guiding principle as a starting point. If that is determined by one person or a group, group of people who will take leadership roles, that is fine. But the guiding principle is key. Without the guiding principle, there's no way to attract other like-minded players to the org. The challenges with orgs, I've run corps in EVE Online and clans and other MMOs, is less often the leadership system itself, um, but rather issues that cause conflict between its members. It's leadership or it's uh, the basic guiding principles of the org. In that case, a system needs to be already put in place to have some mechanism to deal with issues that are significant enough to cause disruption within an org. So be it a democracy, a council, a benevolent authoritarian, or a system of consensus, the thing that keeps orgs together and functioning is the membership's adherence to the guiding principles. To put it another way, I treat an org like I treat political parties in Canada, and that is to say I treat them like city buses. No city bus is going to pick you up at your door and drop you right in front of your destination. You have to look at the schedule and pick the right bus for your needs, which is usually the bus that arrives closest to when you need it and will drop you off closest to where you want to go. Uh, great analogy, Canuck. And then Boris Kraken said 200% of what Canuck 2099 said. Uh, Tuki2D said, without giving a solid answer to the question, I've been really enjoying Jumptown with the gang. It has been a joy watching everyone find their roles Everyone seems happy to play together towards a common goal. Seaguard with his mantis, Chekhov and Geeky on door duty, VMZO on the roof. Nick fills roles amazingly well. Uh, what this tells me is that if an org becomes too restrictive in roles, the fun may dissipate. Maybe I want to run security today, but I'd love to do drug running tomorrow. I'm just very thankful to have such a great crew to play with. We adapted and succeeded just by putting fun first. A hundred percent Tuki, especially like I don't see that many distinctive roles on a lot of things that we can play right now without being, hey, let's get into different turrets or, um, you know, let's stand in some sort of formation because there's really not a lot of distinction in what you can do. There's, most of the roles aren't in the game. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh Nick said, I think we can still encourage and reward the folks who want to specialize. No one should be forced into a role, but we can create training and guidance for ones who may want to learn new things. Uh, Canuck2099 commented, In EVE, once a corpse started telling me what skills I needed to train to be able to fly and fit their specific sh ships, usually a meta fit, for Nullsec Roams, I would just leave. So yes, specialized roles are important and need to be encouraged for certain situations, but imposing roles um, by iron fist rule is a non-starter. But there is a fine line between being too rigid and restrictive and having some unorganized mess that gets everyone killed. 100% connect. He seems to be the wise one. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, he's uh, he's seen a lot, you know. Uh, you, you see, you see that in a lot of comments here. Nick, Nick too. Like Nick followed up with, "I hope it's wider than a fine line." Seeing that this, uh, seeing as that is the sweet spot, I feel we want. I recall Eve, and I think in many ways those meta fits sucked all the fun out of the game. The derpy fits were creative, fun, and often had no chance against those meta douchebags. <laughs> um. And last but not least, Jim Ramar said, the best ship in EVE was Friendship, and the second best was F1 Focus Fire. I feel yeah. like if we all shoot the same baddie, it doesn't matter what we're flying. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Good point, Jim. Uh, so those are all the responses. Uh, any any comments, Seagard? No, I thought it was a good smattering. And uh, actually, you know... Um... I actually liked the answers. I thought they were all good answers. And uh, I've actually felt pretty good to hear some people just say, hey, you know, let's just play. Let's just play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In some ways, it's like I want to create structure, but I, I don't think we need too, too much structure right. yet. Right. What about you, Chekhov? Any, any uh, yeah, part of sure. this one? I actually really like what Tuki uh, said. And, you know, I've never experienced like a little pirate's play because I was always a part of the org. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we couldn't do it. And then it's actually fun, you know, once once in a while. And, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm just, whatever, like you said, well, one day you want to do this, another day you want to do something different. It cannot be rigid, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and certainly it should not be going to work. That's the last thing I want to do is manage events, people, or anything else. I do plenty of that during the day. Yeah, yeah, uh, same. Uh, I manage much younger people than myself, and it drains me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't need that kind of drain when I'm playing a video game that's here to take me out of my day to day. Um, excellent. So, uh, now on to questions for us. Uh, Blitz asked, would you like to see pets added to star citizen? And if so, what kind and what functionality would you, would they serve? Um, Seaguard, would you like to see pets and yeah. What functionality? Yeah. And, uh, for me, the functionality would be a little bit of, um, you know, life in the ship other than just you and a block of metal hur- hurling through space. Right. It's it's like, you know, sounds this is gonna sound really silly, but I'd also like to see my, you know, plants. So yeah. like if there's something to do, like a micro game of just like you get on your ship and you gotta go water all the plants, you gotta go feed the cat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just little weird things like that. I mean, uh that would just add a little bit of of um uh, background stuff in the ship well hopefully we could image fluffy so that they too spawn at a med center that's right, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. what about you check yeah that's no, not even about pet, pets but like wild animals yeah that okay well we do know uh blitz that there will be pets supposedly um 
as far as their functionality so far, um, we do know that like robots aren't going to be a thing. It's it's um, there was a whole law in in the UEE about AI and the dangers of AI. So um, they outlawed that. But in terms of like aesthetic pets, that's one that they've talked about. You could have your your cat or dog on your ship. I worry about the ship exploding and, and killing said pet. But I guess, you know, in theory, that would be another risk that you'd take, just like filling your ship with personal items that that you've collected over the years. So, you know, hopefully ships are a little bit more resilient and you don't just randomly crash into a space station someday and it just explodes and maybe you just damage your ship. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jim Raymar said, droids, please. Um, sorry, burst your bubble, Jim. Probably won't have them. Uh, and then Snorkel said, a turtle that reminds me to equip my helmet before the ship egress. Um, and then, um, what you would call it? Uh, MK, uh, Mark, Mark three generic set posted a picture of a remember all from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> and, and Zake said pets were the 64 million crowdfunding rewards. So I'd be surprised if we don't get them. Um, now strikeout actual said, oh, sorry, there's more responses. Um, strikeout actual said, I want one of those evil squid looking things from the matrix. Uh, they're called sentinels. Uh, connect 2099 said, I like the idea of ship or habitation pets, but I dislike MMO pets that follow PCs around for strictly cosmetic reasons. Um, I'm also not crazy about pets that accompany PCs for combat, or act as revival bullet sponges. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that. I think they're more cosmetic in your hab kind of thing uh, versus follow you around. Um, oh, these are all responses, by the way. None of these are questions. That I feel like we're in the same chat as last. Uh, Admiral Cody says, I picture the pets behaving more like a Jonesy from Alien, just an ambient creature that will live in your ship hab, and you can do simple feed play interactions. And then Snorkel said, I'm sure Seaguard wants a parrot that berates him. And Admiral Cody said, voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. I actually have a parrot already. Yeah, I think that's why he said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, your voice attack, right? Or something yeah, like that? Yeah, voice attack. I have, a, I have a cat and a <coughs> parrot. And you can say things to them, but they'll generally just run around and make lewd comments to you or rude comments to you and harass you and do all sorts of funny things. They yeah. fight. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Brillo Cubis asks, he, well, he states first, I think I know the answer, but I'll ask you learned gentlemen. Once I become a captain of industry and grind out an Orion and earned enough, earn enough to cruise around the galaxy in my 890 jump, will I have to babysit my Orion or can I put it on auto, autopilot and retire in style? Um, Seagard? Can he put it on autopilot and retire in style? I suspect he will, but I think there's going to be probably a little bit of a problem with that. I mean, I think autopilots aren't totally reliable, right? Yeah. I suspect. What What yeah, about you, Chekhov? Why would you want to, is the question. After yeah. you grind the Orion, I mean, isn't the whole point not to retire? 
Uh, I would say so. And I, I would also say I don't think the game will have the ability to allow you to completely autopilot it. Um, perhaps you could, I, I think the only way you could truly get that ship and then just use it to make money, but not actually have to do anything with it. You could probably loan it out to somebody for a percentage of their profits. Um, NPC crew. Yeah. But they even said that you can't have a fully crewed NPC ship. It has to have some, some human crew to dictate. So maybe he could have a mostly NPC crew and dictate what they do, but I would imagine it won't be autopilot and then they won't do as well as if you had a human crew. Right. Um, Nick said, hire a nanny, a.k.a. someone to operate it on your behalf while you take a cut of the proceeds. That's that's the other way. <laughs> if you're acting as like a benefactor and then you're hiring a crew. Um, check off whatever that rapper is. <laughs> We're hearing it. <laughs> All right, I'll go with you. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> I have a that really one. good pro-sensitive mic. <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like all right i'm gonna ignore it but then i'm like K -k 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 -k. um admiral cody asks uh would you consider a star citizen uh starter game package a good christmas present or is it more like casting a curse on someone to impulsively buy digital ships uh good present or curse seaguard uh i think good present uh check off what about you what was the option? Is it is uh, buying a is is gifting a starter package of Star Citizen to someone a good Christmas present, or is it casting a curse on someone to impulsively buy digital ships? Um, I would have to say good present. Definitely, I would go with, I'd go with good present as well. Yeah. I think yeah. you look at people like Chekhov hasn't hasn't gone crazy. He's been pretty chill about his ships. Canuck's been good about his ships. Earth has been good about his ships. I know that the list of those folks is smaller than the people who went crazy, but there's a few. <laughs> I was good. I was responsible. I kept my list growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Undead Pirate said, if you don't behave well, Santa will bring you a copy of Star Citizen. <laughs> to which Cody replied, ah, and then Blitz said, good question. Um, and then Nick said, might as well give them a Rorschach test for impulsive spending. Um, and then Admiral Cody said, pretty sure Chris Roberts is some kind of green witch with a big cauldron and dark tower where he makes cursed JPEGs. Sure. Um, Cubis asks, uh, or states and sort of asks, I'm currently grinding with a prospector to get a mole. I have a Cuddy Black for hauling refined ore to market. Should I get the mole first or get a bigger cargo ship first? Thanks. What do you think, Seaguard? Cargo uh, ship or mole? Bigger cargo ship because you can fly it solo. A mole is very hard to use without a crew. Yeah. Yeah. Same Same here. I don't see the point yet. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's hard to mend the mole. Not, not only you need uh, people, but you also have to have someone that wants to mine. You know, everybody's doing their own thing. Somebody wants to do bounties, cargo also. Yeah, I definitely. And, and, and a lot of times, 
it's it's not even efficient because you know if you find it if holding quantanium rock you're more efficient doing it in the prospector anyway yeah yeah it it's true um it, you know i i think it's a personal choice at the end of the day but if i were going to choose one of one or the other i would cho- choose a larger um hauling ship personally <clears throat> yep um now, Seaguard, I, I, I always forget to ask during the segment, what's your question for this week? So this week was, um, it kind of came up with this one. Well, let's see if this is, uh, so the question is, um, oh, that's the wrong question. I just had it. Oh, let me just go to the channel and pull it up there because it's mm. easier. Um, so Seaguard's question of the week. So, okay, so the the game provide this is, again, this is kind of around the organization um, discussion. The game provides great tools for for forming and gathering members of a a party into the game. However, I feel I waste a significant amount of time to form up with that party for coordinated play. What ideas do you have for reducing this wasted time? So, like, in a perfect world, right, we play about 14 people. I would love to see us, you know, in perfect world, we sync our watches. We all show up at the exact same time. You know, someone immediately sends the invites to everybody. Um, you know, we hit the button to go into one server, and we all wake up on the ships <clears throat> that we're going to man for that, and we select the missions and go, right, um, whatever we're going to do. Uh, that would be the perfect rule for me. And at the end of the mission, we would log out on our ships and all together, and the next day we'd be ready to start back up. Um, so that's my perfect rule. So I'm looking for ways to make that better that are also acceptable to casual players, right? Okay. So yeah. I, I kind of have a, I guess it's a question, but it's really sort of a, probably a rhetorical question because I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here and trying to figure this out and maybe somebody can help me. So uh, I'm on Lyria and I look at my Mm -hmm. knickknacks, right? And Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of stuff at Paradise Cove, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been, as long as we've been doing the podcast, flying around Lyria, Paradise Cove is not a jump point, right? So in what scenario would I have ever left inventory somewhere where I couldn't have jumped to? How would That's I where, even That was Jump it? Town. That was Jump Town. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, you just answered my question. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay. That was no, one of I... the Jump Town locations. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. how, how do I find <laughs> so how do I find now a bunch of stuff there? Well, Jump Town's <laughs> happening tomorrow, I believe. Oh, it's going to be in the same place? Okay. I don't know. It, it rotates between Lyria, Microtech, and... All right. Yeah, Microtech, Arcorp, and uh, I think Crusader. Got it. Okay. Wow. I was um, Now that this this is actually our last um, episode... Of this before season. ...before 2022. So this is the final... The season finale 
for 2021, I wanted to go over a couple of really interesting tidbits for people. Um, now that, um, now that we've been doing this for a year and some odd months, um, first and foremost, our most listened to episode was Seaguard pulled a check off. That was the episode, um, before your mini hiatus Seaguard on oh, November 17th with, can you guess how many listens? So I wasn't on that one. No, that you did. You were. That was your okay. last episode before you oh. off for a few weeks. That was our most popular episode. Episode. Wow. By a, by a lot. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. And 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 who was the, I wasn't on there. You were on there too, I think. Oh, we were on there. Hang too. on, wow. it was. Hmm. It was. Yeah, it was both of you. Maybe, maybe it's the name. Sigurd pulls the check off. Yeah, because he joined late. He joined late. No, oh, I, know, I, know, I know. That's it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So can you guess how Venture oh, guess okay. how many plays it got? I'll give you a hint. It's the first number is two higher than the next highest. Two. Seven hundred? What about you, Chekhov? Uh it's gotta be I would say it's closer to a thousand. It's 830 plays. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, The closest episode to that, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, is 656. Wow. I didn't think that many people have played Star Citizen. We're glad you guys like it. Yeah. Yeah, So that that was the number. Um, it estimates our audience at about 470, at least our regular audience. That number goes up uh, at the end of every week because it gives each episode, every episode drags the number down. How many total plays do you think we have so far in the entire run of our podcast? And I'll give you a hint. We hit 10,000 about <clears throat> right before our year anniversary in September. So probably bumped up to 14,000. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say 15,000. 19,400. Wow. So if you guys listen, if Mm -hmm. 600 of you listen between now and Friday, we will hit or through Friday, we'll hit 20,000 before the new year. Um, which is insane. Uh, other facts, 60, 62% of our listeners are in the U.S., 7% in Australia, 7% in the U.K., 5% in Canada, 5% in Germany, 4% in Belgium, 2% in Sweden, 2% in Norway, 1% below that. Interesting. Um, we also have uh, 49% of our listeners come to us from Spotify, 24% from Apple Podcasts, 9% from Podcast Addict, 6% from Google Podcasts, 2% from Anchor, and 10% from others. And then our listener age groups. Um, Our biggest demographic is 28 to 34-year-olds. And that's sort of like our standard normal curve. We also have, that's 33%. 31% are 35 to 44, 
then we have 15% 45 to 59. And then 14% is younger than 28. So 23 to 27 with 5% being 18 to 22 and 1% being over the age of 60. Interesting. 95% of our listeners are male. Yeah. <clears throat> 2% surprisingly are non-binary. I don't know how the stats know that. Uh, 2% are female and less than 1% are non-specified. Hmm. And right. uh, this episode is brought to you by Checo VPN. Just call, <laughs> call us and we will uh, hook you up with some uh, very qualified gentlemen overseas that will protect um, your network. We, we probably will, wouldn't be able to monetize Checkoff until we had about a thousand listens yeah, an episode. I know, yeah. but I figure I, I do kind of a freebie. You know, to get them. <laughs> Just some, to get their juices some, flowing. Right, exactly. Maybe there's somebody's <laughs> listening out there that like the, the whole sponsorship angle. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, I did want to call out a couple um, notable comments that we received either um, via our um, Google Voice number as well as a, I, got, I received a direct message. Um, Blitz. Uh, commented the other day. Hi, just wanted to express my gratitude for the consistency of the podcast. This is exactly what I needed for the long car journeys and to keep in touch with the game during my busy schedules. I believe I'll find myself waiting for each release at this point. Um, he had gone on to say, hey, if you need anything, I, I do a lot of IT stuff. He also suggested that um, we should give uh, listeners the ability to su subscribe on apple podcasts uh, we're not there yet blitz if we ever do i'll let you know <laughs> all um, really, we, we, don't, we, we don't allow that i thought i thought all podcasts can be subscribed to no you so they changed they changed it so you used to be able to um subscribe used to be just to you know follow the show uh, they changed it, so now you can follow the show, and it's called, just called follow. And then they have uh -huh. a separate option called subscribe, which usually has some sort of feature or benefit, like you get to listen to next week's episode early. Um, we haven't thought about any of those things, and you know, if we decide to ever do those, you'll you'll hear about them. Yeah, we go, if we hit twenty thousand, we're gonna start seriously taking this up a notch, maybe with some live stuff and all that. Uh, we definitely are exploring live stuff. I, I have a way to do it, check off that I think we should probably – maybe we'll do our New Year's episode that way because the content's not going to be very, very much. So um, stay tuned to our Twitter and Discord um, for any messages around that. We'll, we'll post it in advance and, and schedule it as an event in the Discord. Um, we also got a, a, Atomic Doge uh, texted – the uh, Google voice and said, hi, fellow citizen in the verse. Thank you for your podcast. I now have two regular Stark citizen podcasts. The other is launch sequence with space tomato. Oh, cool. um, yeah. Um, so Very we're cool. not the only podcast, we're probably no. just the most consistent. Um, but thank you so much. We, we really appreciate the feedback. Um, that dear friends wraps up another episode of recast if you have any questions you can oh, submit them what uh, so i i think you made a mistake Why? it's not it's no longer a recast 
Oh, I said recast. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. <laughs> Every time I switch jobs, I always feel like I'm going to, when I pick up right. my phone, say the other company name. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you have any questions, this is why, because I, I was really getting preparing to read this. Submit them via email at readcastsc at gmail.com. <laughs> You could DM our Twitter handle at CitizenCastSC, submit a message through our Anchor, uh, or on our uh, CitizenCast Discord. There's a number of different chat channels to reply, as well as you can text or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154. We have a bunch of friends of the show who we wanted to point out who are great content creators, Uh, so definitely uh, stay tuned and look out for Earth's uh, videos on YouTube, as well as Snorkel's videos on YouTube, as well as listen to the fantastic music Admiral Cody and Calibri have been coming up with. Uh, we love the new theme. Thank you again for creating it. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Uh, thank you, fellow citizens, for listening, and we'll see thank you next you. week. And Happy New Year. Happy, happy new, new Year. year. I love this new music. (laughs) I do too. It's very bold and impactful. The drums really get me. Wait, are we done? Or are we still on? It works the same thing as last week. Check out. Oh, okay. We're still (laughs) talking. (laughs) Man, I I was supposed to stay quiet during the outro. You can. Oh, okay. There's no requirement. It'd be a real rare thing. (laughs) (laughs) At least this time he's not like, listen, I have a great idea for next episode. (laughs) Oh, man. Listen, here's what we're doing. Parlay House did not get a plug. Uh, did now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>